0: Welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sheree Shy Holmes, the business love alright you All right, y'all. So y- if you didn't join us on Thursday night to listen to our clubhouse room, dating struggles of an entrepreneur, you <laughs> missed out. We had some great uh, moderators in that room, Jason Jones, uh, Jeremy Joyce from Black People Eats, And we also had Dr. Lorraine in there as well, who is a counselor, just a phenomenal woman overall, tons of knowledge and wisdom to share with us, right? And from that room and subsequent conversations that I had with uh, a couple ladies in my group coaching program and one-on-one clients, I actually decided, you know, there's so much going on with Valentine's Day coming up. And the nuances of the pandemic and apps and trying to date and also run your business, like sometimes it could just get so overwhelming. And I just wanted to create a celebratory space for all my beautiful single CEO women that want to love on themselves for Valentine's Day. So with that in mind, I created a free single CEO's virtual Valentine's Day party for February 13th at 6 p.m. And what I endeavor to do in that space is give you a chance, give us all a chance truly, um, because I can't say that I have all the answers. So <laughs> I'm coming from a space of love and self-acceptance and compassion, embracing the journey, and just take us through a visualization where we can actually Begin to call in the love that we want to receive and experience in our lives. And then I'm also going to give you all a self-love journal to go along with that to kind of do the work beyond the time that we spend together. And then I'm going to add to that some delicious girl chat. And then we're going to wrap it up um, with watching Sylvie's Love on Amazon Prime. And we're going to do that through the, I think, yeah, it's called Teleparty app. And so we should be able to watch it in real time with each other and be able to chat at the same time, like text chat at the same time. So I think I'm in need of a girls night. I know a lot of you were like, quarantine, pandemic, like we haven't been able to get out and spend time with our friends like we would like to. And so this is going to be like one massive girl party <laughs> with ladies all over the nation and I would love to have you join us so I am putting in the description of this podcast the link to the eventbrite ticket again is free so you can just go over there hop on and get your ticket and I'll be sending out the zoom link and your self love journal Probably about like two or three days in advance, just so we're all ready for the party and that you can get started on your journal as well. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, but it's just going to be a time for us to just relax and kind of like share what's going on on our experiences, um, things that have worked for us, things that haven't. I was chatting with a friend this morning and um, she was saying, you know, at this particular age, you know, 30 years old, not knowing how to shoot your shot, <laughs> or flirting and all that kind of stuff like how how weird it can be when you're trying to step into that space. So we can have these kind of girl conversations and hopefully share share some tips and strategies to help us do to help us uh level up our game, so to speak. So I'm I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. I've just have been having some amazing conversations with the ladies in my group coaching programs and It's needed, it's needed because I think a lot of times we can get so focused as entrepreneurs on our business, learning about marketing and funnels and, you know, getting a return on investment, learning how to do Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, learning how to do proper outreach and creating your signature talk and all kinds of stuff that we forget or maybe not forget, but maybe neglect The other side of what we want as well. So I want to definitely create space for women that are interested in joining us for this girls' night, and we're just gonna let our hair down, hair down, and have a good time. So check the link in the description of the podcast and get your Eventbrite ticket. And I will see you on February thirteenth at six p.m. All right. So this month, what I want to do with the podcast is focus on. All my ladies that have been interested in coaching, like life coaching, I mean, it it could go for various forms of coaching, mindset coaching, transformation coaching, trauma coaching, um, fitness coaching, even just for those of the women that have been reaching out and asking me, you know, how do I get started in my coaching business? That's what this whole month is going to be dedicated to you for. Um, And I've been getting quite a few questions like this in Clubhouse itself. So I thought, you know what, just having a podcast to follow up on it would be even better. So when I first got started with coaching, I guess you could kind of say it it was something that was years and years and years in the making. So I like to ask people when they say, hey, Sharice, you know, how do I get started with coaching? First thing I want to do is check like, where's your head at? Like, what are you interested in doing this for? What's your expectations? What are you trying to accomplish with something like this? So I knew when I started coaching that I wanted to do it to serve and help people. Um, but I wasn't really sure how to go about it. I've done so many things, um, in my professional life and also just for fun that I wasn't exactly sure, you know, where I should begin. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'll go ahead and get certified, right? And literally, there's nothing wrong with getting certified. But I think in my attempt to get certified, I was still operating in more or less of an employee mindset. That by somehow, you know, getting a certification as a life coach, that would send me clients in droves, and that's not true. I know that when we are applying for jobs, they look for degrees they look for certifications, they look for licensure, right, before they hire you. And so we operate with that same mindset when we go into business for ourselves. So I do encourage if you if you want to get coaching, then go, I mean, sorry, if you want to get certification for coaching, then by all means pursue it, but please do not be disillusioned in thinking that somehow your certification is going to be, you know, this magical, um, appearance of clients now that you're certified because most clients aren't actually too sure what coaching is let alone what certification bodies there are what types of certification bodies give out specific certifications and what does that mean to them you know so I would say if you have a heart to serve people, and you are that friend, you are that person that you know, family member that everybody goes to to get advice, for wisdom, um, for suggestions, for counsel, then I would say if you have a heart to serve and you're interested in moving into the life coach or coaching space, then you should start doing some digging around to get more acquainted. Now, I would say this: there is no absolute regulatory body of coaches right so literally like anyone can start a school and say that they certify you and they don't have to be accredited like like let's say for instance for like when I when I got my business degree right in accounting so my college Cal, Cal State Fullerton California State University Fullerton has a business program that is accredited. And in addition to that, their accounting program has an additional cred- accreditation, right? So it's usually business colleges are accredited by the AASCB. I'm, I'm just like, oh boy, I hope I said that right. I believe it is the AASCB or AA, something like that, y'all. <laughs> But they have a specific accreditation for those that are in business school. And usually, if you know someone's coming out of that kind of school, there's a a strict standard that's upheld that focuses on um, faculty members that are doing research and other things as far as requirements for graduating from that school. Actually, correction, y'all, it's AACSB. (laughs) That's the name of it. Sorry, y'all. AACSB accredits business schools, okay? Now, when it comes to coaching, they do have the International Coach Federation. But this body that does kind of oversee certification processes for many, many, many schools is not like the be-all, end-all of accreditation. I'm sorry, of of certification. And therefore it carries weight but because it's not regulated it also is not required or necessary for you to become a coach so honestly you should just pick if you want to get certified pick a school or someone who's teaching it that is an alignment with what you want to do with your potential clients okay And then if you are interested in getting ICF certified, I would say that would depend more on if you wanna work with corporate clients like corporations um, and get government contracts, then I would say yes, the ICF route is definitely for you. And then once you do go the ICF route, there are actually three levels of certification for that. So I would get really clear on what it is that you want to accomplish And what it is that you want to do in order to progress yourself as a coach. So that could mean many things to different people. So that's why I would like you to get clear first on what it is that you want to do, what you want to accomplish as a coach. So there are multiple paths that you can take as a coach, um, but there are several levels of a certificate of certification in the program once you get hired. I'm sorry. Once you get your your accreditation in the program overall, so there's an associate level certification that I believe requires 60 hours, um, and then there's a professional of coaching, and there's professional certified coach which requires 125 hours of live coaching instruction, plus an additional five out 500 hours of live practice with coaching clients. It does include paid. And then there's a master certified coach, which is 200 hours of live coaching instruction and 2,500 hours of live practice with coaching clients. So being clear on your goals will determine how much you're going to invest into a program of this nature. Now, coaching courses, certification can cost anywhere from, I've seen them as cheap as 500 and as much as 10,000. My specific program costs 2500 to become a certified life coach. But again that's really dependent on your goals. I told chose a school that was ICF um, accredited but the certification in order for you to get certified by the school and also certified by the International Coach Federation you have to meet those additional hours that I was just explaining to you all right so those are things that you want to be mindful of. Again, it's all about your overall goals. And and I would say the ICF accreditation focuses more on working with corporate clients and being able to work on government contracts. That's a big, 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 big plus for that. And then you would want to decide what you want to do with that moving forward. Okay. Now jumping into the next step that you would need to f- focus on is decide, you know, what skills you have and what gaps you have and then focus on creating a program that matches your skills and serves the clients that you want to hire. I mean, serves the clients <laughs> that you want to coach that you want to hire you. So looking at my overall skills, I can say, okay, years ago, y'all, I was mentoring um young women between the ages of thirteen and eighteen years old, I was doing a nonprofit tutoring program, um, which went as far as like second grade to high school. I have done like women's training classes. Um, I've taught dance. I have, and that's and, and that's been like outside of just you know California and Chicago, a couple other states as well. And we shift over to like my business side. I have a business degree in accounting. I have a master's in business administration. I have, you know, five years working with the IRS. I know accounting. I know taxation. I know domestic taxation, international taxation. um, And I know auditing as well. So when you decide that you're going to be a coach, make sure that you're looking at all the skills you have and what it is that you feel you can provide that will be that will best serve your clients. And so for me, I realized that having a combination of the two, like bringing together the mentorship and training I've been able to do for so many years, like decades, y'all, and then 10, 10 11, how many years do I have in the game? Ooh, I just hit 11 years. 11 years on the accounting, tax, and business side. What if I was able to bring the two together? So now I'm able to use the spiritual aspects of what I've been able to mentor young people on and then also the business aspects of learning. You know, like being in the IRS, you I. There's so many businesses that I have been able to look at and examine books and records and see the ins and outs of why businesses fail and why they succeed in addition to my actual training in school. So I am able to marry the two and say, okay, I'm going to establish myself as a mindset and business coach. Because that is literally a combination of my skills. So that's the the first thing. Well, the second thing. After deciding whether or not you want to get certified, I would say deciding on what your skills are and then focusing on creating a program that matches your skills, that marries the two. Um, I would say this. A lot of coaches come out of certification and they try to do, co- you know what, this is actually going to turn into a whole nother podcast. You know what, I'm not even going to go down this route today. Just look forward to the next podcast where I will dive into uh, the root issues of coaching, just getting started as a coach and things for you to avoid. I'm making up a podcast title, but yeah, I'll give into that next week because literally it could take over this entire podcast right now, but let me just say this. Clients are looking for results. They want to know what kind of outcome you can get them. And just labeling yourself as a life coach um, and not having a program or some sort of inf- like outcome that they can look at and say, okay, this is going to be my return on this investment and kind of being... Um, and it's an intangible thing, right? Like life coaching is an intangible asset to people. So sometimes because they can't see the real result, it makes it harder for you to sell your services to them. So you need to make sure that you create a signature program that can articulate the results your clients can receive. And that is something that I do help my clients get and they're able to book, you know, four figure clients starting out. Um. The second thing I like to do is make sure that you I, I found my my found my niche, y'all. Like I had to figure out, you know, I yes I do have a heart to serve, but I needed to define who specifically would I enjoy serving with my unique skill set that could also afford my services. And one thing that I find with my clients is that sometimes because women, we have such big hearts, y'all, we want to fight for the underdog. We want to help people that can't be, can't help themselves. And before we know it, we've made ourselves martyrs in our businesses because we're going after specific groups of people that we know don't have money, which is perfectly okay. But in that case, you need to open up a nonprofit. Don't say you're working for profit and then try and help people who don't have money to help you. You could still help people who don't have money to help you in your business, to be honest, with a nonprofit organization and try and get grants and other funding. But as a for-profit business, you need to make sure your niche is a group of people that you enjoy serving, but that can also afford your services. And I'm going to tell you this like super simple version of finding your l- lucrative niche is like you are your niche. That's that's probably like the easiest way for me to put it in like 10 seconds or less. And then we can we can dive in and reverse engineer like what does that look like? And then number th- number 4. You got to validate your coaching offer. So once you create your signature coaching offer, you ha- you Define your lucrative niche. Then you validate that the two actually work together. Y'all, I have launched to crickets before. If you've been listening to this podcast longer than a year, you've already heard the story. How I created an entire course thinking I knew what what my clients needed and no one bought. All I got was an abandoned cart. (laughs) One person selected to buy it. And then they didn't buy it, y'all. And I had spent so much money on um, ads to push it out. I had, you know, so many people sign up for the challenge. I did a three-day challenge and literally no one bought the program. Not one person. It was just straight crickets. And so what I learned from that is, hey, first of all, I'm not gonna experience this again. And then the second time around when I wanted to launch something, I actually engaged with my audience and asked them what they wanted. And then I created the solution to their problem. Whatever it is they said they wanted, and I offered it back to them and they loved it. And I had a wait list. I think surely after that, I created the get your shift together. Um and that went that went way better, y'all. And I was charging maybe $6 less, that's it. So it wasn't even about price. It was just that, you know, they didn't want it. It wasn't something that they wanted. And so for you to come out there as a life coach and to try to vaguely sell your services or sell them something you think they need and they don't really want it, you're going to waste your time. If I didn't learn anything else in marketing in the past couple years, I'm gonna tell you what I've learned. You sell them what they want, but you give them what they need, okay? So whatever it is, the outcome they want, as long as you know taking them through your program can get them those results, then you can go ahead and advertise and sell to them like, yes, I can get you those results. But sometimes when you get into the the root or the foundation of the program, it may not have been something that they were like, they knew they needed. They didn't, you know? So you're able to marry the two and create a genuine offer that's going to get them actual results, not just, you know, something that you think that they need and and you're framing the offer as a form of a solution rather than talking about their problem. A lot of times clients need to be educated on their problem first, make them aware of the problem first before they know they need a solution and then you position yourself as the solution. And then, for the last thing that I would say to do is make sure that you streamline your system to attract clients. You create an offer that is rich and clear with results for the clients, um, and you get them to work with you, and then you add in a few bonuses, right? You master your discovery call sessions, um, you figure out where your ideal client is spending most of their time, and then you show up in the space consistently of where your ideal client is showing up. If you don't do that, you're gonna find yourself having one hit wonder moments, okay? You need to be positioning yourself as an expert, as the go-to person, as someone that they would want to hire as the authority in your industry, as a thought leader in your industry, because you are consistent. That includes sending consistent emails. That includes posting wherever it is that you feel like you want to post whether it's Twitter whether it's Facebook whether it's Instagram that includes for me showing up consistently on Clubhouse a set day a set time every week people know that that hey if I need to ask Sharice any questions get any level of speed coaching I can meet her on Mondays at 6 30 like bet Sharice is going to be there that includes if you're going live on Instagram or Facebook those aspects of being consistent and producing information that is valuable to the consumer your potential client makes a huge difference in being able to create a pipeline for which your clients can be attracted so i help my clients figure out how to do all of this stuff together when they're trying to launch their coaching business and i help them do that over a course of 4 months so This helps people save time from trying to DIY it, y'all. Because I sure tried to DIY it and watch YouTube and get free content. And, you know, it's one of those things where you think about it. Like, how much do I value my time versus money? You know, how much time am I actually going to save? And how much money can I actually make off this investment? once I am in a successful space. So that's something I would say as a new coach, you have to understand like, what is the most important thing to me? What kind of results do I want to get? And what is the 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 timeline of which I want to achieve those results? Because if you continue to go without a business plan, if you continue to go without understanding the entire process to get the clients that you are deeply deserving and wanting to work for and work with, then you could spend years as a life coach and really only have sporadic clients here or there. So I want you guys to know that I'm here to help you. But most of all, I wanna see y'all at this single CEO virtual Valentine's Day party, okay? So make sure you join us, um, get your Eventbrite ticket, In the description of the podcast, and I will see y'all there. And I'll be back next week to share um, maybe the do's and don'ts of business coaching. I'm not sorry, of coaching, coaching industry. Yep, I am trying to figure it out right here live with (laughs) y'all. All right, so we are going to close out our podcast for today. Let's say our affirmations I am wanted. I am loved. I belong. All right, my beautiful sisters. I will be back here next week. Have amazing and a productive week. Love y'all.